Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at ImmaxSports. Instagram at ImmaxSports. Episode 9, and I have to call in today. I'm awaiting a COVID test. That's why I'm going to sound a little weird. It's just tough. It's what we got to do. Yeah, we got him over uh, We got him over a Discord chat right now. He's not in person. Keeping it safe, even if he doesn't have it. So we got yeah. me, Alex, and Brett in person, and Skyler over the call. So let's get into All it, right. shall we? All right, so starting off with our opener, our favorite thing that we saw from the past week. My favorite thing that I saw was Sunday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints rolling into Tampa Bay and destroying, taking the wheels off of the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. It's 31-0 at halftime. Could have been even more, even with a Jared Cook uh, fumble. The goal line, just a great performance by the Saints. Fun locker room afterwards. We saw Jameis Winston dancing. We saw Shane, Sean yeah, Payton w. dancing. Yeah, dub. yeah, we saw the whole team dancing. I think uh, that was the most fun or best thing that I saw over the weekend for sure. Yeah, and the best thing I saw from the weekend was the Notre Dame-Clemson double overtime game. Ian Book looked great. The freshman from Clemson, DJ uh, Ungalele. Am I saying that right? Something, something uh, like that. I, I, close yeah, enough. close enough. Yeah, we'll give it you to know, you. he's going to be pretty good. He's going to be pretty good. Uh, also, the sophomore running back from Notre Dame, Kyron Williams, had a 140 yards and three touchdowns. Another guy for the 2022 running back class. It's already yeah. looking like a stat class. Yeah. The best thing I saw all the weekend was Tua collecting his first NFL W against... Second. Oh, second. second. Yeah. Okay, sorry first one thrown for two. over 100 yards. Second. First one thrown over... I forgot about that game. <laughs> second... But he took down Kyler Murray, one of the MVP candidates of the year, in an exciting matchup in the desert. Good to see Tua. 2-0 on the season. Yeah. The flying Hawaiian. Indeed. <laughs> Let's get right into where's your head at, where we go throughout the week of football and dive into some games and some of the headlines throughout them. So first off, we saw the Seattle Seahawks going to Buffalo. And just honestly get destroyed by the Buffalo Bills. Only a 10-point game, but they had no answer for the Bills' offense. Josh Allen finished 31 for 30, 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns. Diggs was unstoppable. John Brown was unstoppable. They couldn't do anything to stop that offense. And one thing that we've seen from championship teams in years past is that they have a defense. Uh, last year, Kansas City didn't have the greatest defense, but they had... A good enough one to serviceable. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a good enough one to get stops. And we've seen other teams throughout the years have great defenses and win championships. Do you guys think Seattle's defense will be enough to get them into a deep playoff run? No, this is the first time they played a playoff team all year, and they gave up forty four points to a struggling Josh Allen. No, they're they're not even close. They got Jamal Adams back. Yeah, he's been banged up, but it's his worst year in his career in coverage, and that's not good. Yeah. Yep, I say Seattle's defense is not ready for the postseason. In comparison to the Kansas City Chiefs of last year, I think they are worse. Way worse. Even with the addition of Jamal Adams and Dunlap and Snacks coming back, I don't think this team in their defense can get it done. There's far better teams with better. There's far teams in the NFC with better defenses, such as 
Packers, Packers Saints, Buccaneers. I, I, I Chicago is even better. Every team has a better defense yeah. than the Seahawks right now. Yeah. They're yeah. just about last in every category. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this defense is the worst in the NFL in yards per game, giving up, I think it's 450 total yards per game, and that's 40 more yards than any other team, and that's the closest team to them is Jacksonville. Obviously, Jacksonville is nowhere near a playoff team. But, yeah, this defense isn't enough. We together talked about the additions of Jamal Adams and uh, Carlos Dunlap. I think Alex actually did, not together. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the first year in the system might be tough for some players, but a player like Jamal Adams, you need him direct impact right away and that hasn't been happening too much i know he's been banged up missed a couple games but they really need to find something to get rolling because it seems like russ has to play perfect in order for him to get a w yeah all right let's talk about perhaps the best team in the nfc in the new orleans saints i talked about them in my opener do you guys think that this team in new orleans is the best squad in the nfc now green Bay's more explosive uh like we said uh in the last segment, you need a pass rusher to be the top team. Uh, Green Bay's got two of them. Also a good uh, inside pass rusher in Kenny Clark, too. But they're close second, and we saw what they can do with a full, healthy squad, which was destroy Tampa Bay, which is good to see. And the defense has looked pretty good this year, and they're staying healthy. Another you know, reason to watch out for them. Yeah, Scott, what you said, I'm going <laughs> to kind of argue that because I think New Orleans is the best team in the NFC because everyone healthy, they just blew up the damn Saints. Or just Buccaneers, sorry. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bucks weren't. We'll get into it later, but I think you were the only one really hyped up on the Bucks. Yeah. Well, they're still a good team nonetheless. Yeah. That's true, but not the top docs. Well, yeah, but when you beat them by 35, it's. Like yeah, they're way better than this team. It's not even close. Yeah, but Scott, how many? How many? How much did they beat them by week one? Cause, fourteen. Yeah, so I don't think it was a 24. super close game week one either. Yeah. New Orleans has played Tampa twice and handled business very easily both times. Yeah. Yeah, but Skyler, your your best team in the league lost or NFC lost to the Bucks too. Yeah, they got destroyed they by the Bucks. They also have an offensive-minded coach who is literally unstoppable. Okay, fair um, enough. In my opinion, I'm going with the Saints are the best team in the NFC. Uh, we saw that people, or I think it was Sean Payton or Bruce Arians that said this. I think it was Sean Payton. He said that in that game on Sunday night, if they get to the quarterback more than the Bucks get to the quarterback, they're going to win that game. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And it's very hard to sack a quarterback who gets the ball out of his hands in under two seconds. And that's what Drew Brees does over and over and over again. And at that point, I mean... If he's making the great throws that he always has been, and it looks like he's starting to make more and more as we go deeper into the season, I think that Saints team is a legitimate title contender in the AFC or NFC and for a Super Bowl. So we'll move on to the team that they played, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we've seen great teams have some fluke games so far this year. Uh, Green Bay against the Buccaneers was one. Uh, is this this loss for the Buccaneers a fluke, or is it a real concern? Yeah, it's a big concern. Third game in a row where the offense didn't really get going, if not late. You know, in this game, obviously, it never got going. 
But even in that game against the Raiders, they uh, they had what twenty one points in the last five minutes of the game. I wouldn't count that. As hey, don't disrespect the Raiders, Skyler. You know, no, it's not a disrespect. It's it's that you know the offense wasn't really rolling like we thought it would, even in a big win like that one. Well, they've been they've been banged um, up. Though. Okay, no, I don't want to argue. Well, injuries aren't really. You can't go off injuries now. Every team is banged up right now. Yeah. But I think that it was just one game. But they do. Well, it up- was three games. What? Well, they did put up 45 against the Raiders. Together. That's true. And Tom Brady but threw 369 yards of course. touchdowns. It was garbage time. Not no, really. it was it not. Really <laughs> it was a close game into the fourth quarter, and they just kept on scoring. The Raiders' defense couldn't stop them at all. So. All right. I think it's one game. If they do match up again, the Saints will win in the postseason. But I think that was the probably the worst performance of Tom Brady ever. I believe this is his biggest. I think that was deficit yeah. loss over his what twenty year career. Most he's yeah. ever been down yeah. in his career I don't, by like ten points. And it the there's a key like reference to a game when he got blown out in Kansas City about in 2014 against uh on Monday night he lost forty one to fourteen and he came back and won the Super Bowl that year after that game and I don't know if it's gonna happen again but I think it was just one game. He'll rebound. They're gonna have a solid end to the season. They're always repeats itself, eh? I'm not sure who the Bucks play this Sunday, but if I were that team, I'd be scared because yeah. I doubt Brady has a performance like this again. I mean, even going back to earlier this year when they did take that bad or sorry, yeah. my, my, that was the Packers who lost to the Bucks. They play uh, Car- they had the Carolina this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would be. I would, uh, say, I would take the Bucks in that game yeah. if you're betting. I don't think Brady has another. That bad of a performance again. Obviously, this is his first year with the Buccaneers, but it seems like this happens every single year with Tom Brady and his team. They lose a game, and a game that they probably should have won, and everybody jumps on, oh, is Tom Brady done? Is his team done? Is is he falling down from here on out? I don't think they are falling down. I think they will still compete for a great spot in the NFC. I do still think the Saints will take them down. But this Tom Brady team is not done. We saw how many weapons that they have, even though it didn't work on Sunday night. They're going to go into Carolina and put up a good fight for sure. Or I think it's at home versus Carolina. No, they already played at, at Tampa Bay. Oh, that's, cool. when, that's when McCaffrey got hurt. Let's move into uh, another team in the NFC who might be dead. The They did beat Tampa Bay, but they, did, they might be dead now. <laughs> The Chicago Bears really haven't found anything on offense, and even though the defense is great, your defense can't score points for you on a consistent basis. Are the Bears dead? Yeah, the Bears are done. They have one of the toughest schedules to end off the year. You guys can look it up if you want. It's absolutely brutal. Skyler, they, uh, they have the third easiest schedule to finish season off. Go check it out. I, I did. It's the third easiest I mean, schedule. Yeah, they, they play Jacksonville at the end, but other than that, no. They play Minnesota it's twice, Texans once, Lions once, Packers twice. I don't think it matters who they play. They're going to have a hard time scoring points against anyone in any defense. So. Yeah. yeah. Foles is 28th in QBR. That's He wasn't even the week one starter. He should have an advantage there. It's, it's horrible. you know. But there is one bright spot. Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack. Head to Orlando for the Pro Bowl before they get traded. I don't know if Max going to get traded again, but we'll see what happens there. I can hey, definitely see Allen Robinson next year. Moving. Anything's possible. Um, in my opinion, this team is dead. You can't score. You can't win games. Just like 
If you, you need defense to win championships. This Steve or this offense doesn't really have any part of it that's good. Allen Robinson's a beast, but I mean, I guess you could say it's not his fault, but he kind of chose to be there as well. He had a chance to be with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay with the Packers and decided, no, I'm going to to Chicago, and so it's on him. It's on everybody there, and yeah, they need to figure things out a lot if they want to get back into it. Yeah, I'm gonna say just because of their schedule, they have a chance to go eight and eight. But their offense is really bad. Their O line's really bad. I know my dad's been capping on Charles Leno the whole entire season and how he's a bum because he, he does not like Charles Leno a lot. And that O line is terrible. They can't get any run game going. Just can't, they can't get anything going. It's pretty bad. Their offense simply just doesn't move the ball. Yeah, exactly. They might have been better off with Trubisky, but that's that's another topic we we can yeah. talk about later. Let's go to another team in their division. With the Minnesota Vikings, I think it's three games in a row that they've won, or is it two? But they've they beat the the Packers, and then they they won again last week against the Lions. Dalvin Cook's been going off. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. But this Minnesota team, they play Chicago on Monday Night Football this upcoming week. Do they have a chance to get back into it? And yeah, it was uh, it was two wins after Monday Night. It'll be three. They're going to take down Chicago with ease. Uh, Dalvin Cook is. He's good at football. We'll leave it at that. Let Dalvin um, cook, man. I do think they're going to come up a little short just because the NFC West is so stacked. They're probably going to get three teams in there. But they're going to finish strong. Yeah, don't forget about the other wild card spot, though. Yeah, I bet one of those will be... Uh... Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm going to say what Skyler said. You're, you're right, Skyler. Like, they have a good schedule for enough season, but there are so many teams in the bubble that are going to get 10. For a playoff spot, like the West, even the Niners. I mean, I know the Niners aren't going to. Then you have the Saints and the Bucks. Saints, from Bucks, the same division. Yeah, it's probably one other team. Carolina's hey, you know, don't, battling for a spot. Don't forget about the NFC East, man. They got a lot of teams well, they got that one right team. in the playoff spot. Yeah, there's just too many teams in the NFC that are in a better spot for a playoff spot right now. Atlanta's on the rise too, but they might win this week. I, I'm pretty sure they should win this week, but. Yeah, they'll beat the Bears. Probably be- I, I'm confident they'll beat the Bears. I have I have yeah, the Vikings Bears. making the playoffs in the seventh spot. I think the Cardinals get a wild card spot, and I think the Bucks do as well. But they'll beat out the Rams. They'll beat out the Niners. They'll beat out Carolina for that seventh spot in the NFC playoff. They might get boat raced in the first game, depending on who they play. But this Vikings team is, or this Dalvin Cook-led team, is very hard to stop with how he's doing right now. Perhaps the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, remember, no Anthony Barr either, or Everson Griffin, so. Okay, I didn't know that. That's true. That's not good. Well, Everson Griffin's in Detroit now. Yeah. And that leads us to... That's on. All right, welcome to halftime, everybody. We're going to start it off with a little Week 10 college football recap. Friday night, we actually had a couple of pretty good games. We saw Zach Wilson, well, pretty much destroy uh, Boise State on the road, on the blue turf. And even though Boise was pretty banged up, a lot of backups in there, it's still nice to see an NFL prospect finally get some film against a good team. Yeah, only have two more games of this year, which is... Kind of weird to see because they've already played what eight games. Yeah, yeah, and that's the perks of uh, being an independent. 
you put together your own schedule. Sure. <laughs> also that night, we saw De'Ara King and the Miami Hurricanes. Little comeback against NC State on the road. Game was back and forth, yeah. Oh, yeah. De'Ara King is a monster. I don't know about NFL prospect, but that man's a beast. He can be a skill guy. I see him as an NFL player. I don't know about quarterback, though. We could see him in like a possible Taysom Hill spot, maybe. Do something. Damn. See? That would be interesting. I don't know. We've, we're starting to see more guys uh, like that. Sorry? I said we're starting to see more guys like that in the league that are oh, yeah. triple threat options. Run past. Yeah, that's team. true. The offense is, you know, you remember in 2013 when everyone thought that's where the offenses would go? Yeah. It's just, the it just took a little bit of time. Now we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we saw number one Clemson go down, obviously, to Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama's taking over the one spot for now. Mm-hmm. A big SEC matchup. Kyle Trask and Florida, I mean, just <laughs> overpowered Georgia in their defense. That's crazy to see. Another prospect in Kyle Trask that could go in the first round. Yeah, really Man. popped off on Saturday. I think he had 380 yards in the first half, which is something yeah. you really don't see. And Georgia has one of the top ranked, if not the top defense in all of college football. Mm-hmm. We also saw the Pac-12 had their first week. Yeah. Oregon and USC got some pretty uh, good, important wins. You Much know, keep them alive for yeah. the playoff if they have any chance at all. Yeah. And what else do we have here? Coastal Carolina and Marshall stay undefeated. There's some uh, eating on me for liking those teams, but they got some great defenses. Yeah, I wrote about uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati played. They uh, boat raced, I think, Houston, I think it was, right? <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati. Scott, are you still sleeping yeah. on them? Skeller's always been sleeping on Cincinnati? them. Cincinnati? Yeah. No, they're, no, I don't like them. Oh. Ah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Good. Fair enough. Pretty good. Yeah. And one last game, not on a lot of people's radars, but Liberty with the comeback win at Virginia Tech. They stay undefeated. That was an interesting game. Liberty came in undefeated, ranked 25th, and they were a 17-point dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up Very interesting, up. Vegas. Where's your head at? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, that's uh, going to wrap it up for the college football. Pretty solid week. Yeah. But anyways, let's get into our top 10 power rankings for the NFL. All righty. My top two are going to stay the same. Kansas City and Pittsburgh. But then I got Green Bay, New Orleans, Buffalo, Baltimore, Seattle, Tennessee, Miami, and the Rams. Yeah. All right, I'll start from mine, starting from 10. I got Darius, who went into Los Angeles and took down the Chargers on a last-second play. Uh, the Titans, who won over the weekend against the Bears. Seahawks at number 8, who lost. Buffalo, who beat Seattle. Tampa Bay at 6. 5 is Green Bay. 4 is Baltimore. Three is New Orleans, and top two stay the same. The Steelers and the Chiefs are the top dogs. Okay, from the 10th spot, I have Las Vegas. At number nine, is, I'm going to have to go Baltimore. I probably should move them up. But eight, Tennessee. Seven, Tampa Bay. Six, Green Ooh. Bay. Five, Buffalo. Four, Seattle. Three, New Orleans. Two, Pittsburgh. One, Kansas City. Green Bay at six is interesting. Pretty close. Yeah. Brett, you got one? 
Uh, I mean, going off the top of my head, I got to put KC at one. Uh, Pittsburgh at two. I'm probably going Saints at three after that win versus Tampa Bay. Um, and then after that, it's you know, it's, it's debatable. It's, yeah, it's you, picking. You got to put. Seattle, Buffalo, Baltimore, all up in there. Probably that top seven range. And then Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Something you got to look at. You can't make them do it off the spot. Yeah. You know, off the top of my head, on the spot. <laughs> I apologize. It's all good. All good. All, all right. right. Let's get into some midseason awards. Not officially midseason. We're a week late, but now everybody's played eight games. Yep. So we can officially call it the midseason. Mm-hmm. MVP. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Um He's been the best player in the league. I know we've had Russell Wilson up there, but he's had a couple of really careless games. And Mahomes, of course, he's perfect. So I'm going to give him the nod. Yeah. Hey, let's go uh, one award at a time, everybody. Yeah. Right. Give me your MVP. For me, I'm going Patty Mahomes as well. A-Rod's right there. Russell Wilson's right there. But Mahomes is second in yards, second in touchdowns, and only one pick. I know Skyler mentioned him as his MVP, but people are starting to forget about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they always think, oh, he's, well, his expectations are to be at an MVP level, and when he's at that level, people don't think he's the MVP sometimes, but he's my MVP for sure. Yeah, my MVP has got to be Patty Mahomes as well. Aaron Rodgers is very, very close, but 25 touchdowns, one pick, and two rushing touchdowns as well on 165 rushing yards. That's the MVP right there, unless Rodgers has some historic stretch. Right now, it's Mahomes, Rodgers, and then Russell Wilson. All right, Brett, who do you have? Uh, for me, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe it's a little bit recency bias watching him absolutely destroy my 49ers. But uh, I just don't think that team operates without Rodgers the way other teams could without their quarterback, maybe. And, you know, Rodgers is a proven veteran, and I, I, he gets my vote. Patrick Mahomes is very close. Very close. And then, and then Wilson. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, guys, uh, over the past couple of years, the MVPs turned into a quarterback award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty much reversing roles with the offensive player of the year. And, you know, maybe 10 years ago, this player would win the MVP. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook for my offensive player of the year. I think he is the most valuable player in the league. It's just a quarterback award now. Yeah. So I'm going to give him the O-Poy. He's my O-Poy as well. That offense in Minnesota really runs off of Dalvin Cook. Uh, figuratively and literally. Uh, he's got 13 touchdowns and has over a 1,000 all-purpose yards so far, or scrimmage yards, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but, yeah, he's been amazing. Kamara's a close second, but i got to give it to Dalvin Cook just because of the touchdown numbers so far this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Dalvin Cook as well. Let Dalvin Cook. Brett, oh. I, I'm pretty sure you have Dalvin Cook as well. I do not. I have, oh. I have Kamara. Brett, Brett has Kamara, I bet. I have Kamara. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, I mean, wrong. I, yeah, I'm going to go away from you guys again here, but I have Kamara for the simple fact that with Michael Thomas out, Kamara led that team in rushing, receiving, and I believe he's top five in receiving yards. He already has 1,000 all-purpose yards, and I, I, Cook's been amazing. I believe he missed one or two games. One and a half. And I think, for me, that's the difference, giving it to Kamara, just a little more. Kamara, yeah, I'm sure that'll be a close race. Yeah, Kamara yeah. has 565 receiving yards. Like just, 470 something, huh? 470 rushing yards, right? Yeah, yeah. But he, I believe he's the only receiver oh, running back yeah, with yeah, over yeah, a thousand Kamara. all-purpose yards. So. No, uh, Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin is too. Yeah, okay. he has like a, yeah. Dalvin has 800. A thousand. 
doesn't. Either way, I think that race is very close, but for me, I'm going to go with Kamara, at least for now. 471 rushing, 565 receiving. Nothing yeah. yeah. Amazing. Delvin's been getting in the end zone way more. True. Yeah. He's, he's the touchdowns. NFL leader in points. Yeah. Kamara has t- eight touchdowns. Delvin has how many? 13. 13. Yeah. Wow. Well, moving on to the defensive player of the year. For me, this one's a no-brainer. Lisa Lee tied for first in sacks and number one in tackle for loss. It's Aaron Donald. Yeah. Best um, probably in the league, other than Patrick Mahomes. I think he's he's probably number two. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it to Aaron Donald as well. He's got nine sacks and three forced fumbles over the, half the season so far. Miles Garrett is right there. Skyler said it's no doubter, but Miles Garrett is right there. He's got the same amount of sacks. I just don't like him as a person, so he doesn't get my vote. That's fair. He broke fair my enough. quarterback's leg. He is broke Trevor Simeon's leg ever since. I hate him. This ain't the Walter Payton Man of the Year, though, Skyler. Yes, Skyler. This is the defensive player of the year. He also has four, four forced fumbles, one more than Aaron Donald, but I, I'm giving it to AD for sure. I'm going to say Aaron Donald as well. Right? Uh, Yeah, Aaron Donald. I'll agree with this one. Uh. Miles Garrett and I'd throw TJ Watt up in there. He has had a very, very good year, but Aaron Donald would get my vote. Yep. All right. Offensive rookie of the year. It seems like it's going to be a two man race the entire year. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. He, I feel like he's done more with less, so I'm going to take him over Herbert. You guys already know where I'm going with this. I'm going with <laughs> Justin Herbert. 2,145 yards, 17 touchdowns, and five picks in just seven games for this. The stud, uh, and we're just seeing the beginning of it. You, no matter who you go with, Burrow or Herbert, I know Tua isn't there yet, but he might be in the conversation by the end of the year. All three of those guys are going to be great in the NFL, and I think that's something great for the league. I'm going to have to go with you. It is. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to go with Joe Burrow as well. I think the weapons around him are pretty dang good. Same with the Chargers. Their weapons are good, too. But maybe the addition of Austin Eckler reduces Herbert's stats. I don't know. Joe Burrow has my vote for this year's Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's, just, it's like the old line he's playing with is so bad. Like th- that's Herbert's playing with that three starters, points, too. You know? Herbert hasn't had Trey Turner. Hasn't that's had true. Bulaga. Hasn't had Marquise Pouncey. All three of those no, guys I, are... I agree. It's, it's not a great old line, but I feel like Burrow's been running for his life. The Bengals, I believe, have the worst offense line in the league. Chargers are up there, though. I, I, the Chargers, good. with where they're at right now, banged up. They're they're up there, but the Bengals are horrible, and it's something that they're going to have to address in the offseason to protect Burrow moving forward. But for me, I am going to take Burrow with my rookie of the year. I am an Oregon guy, so you know, love Justin Herbert. But I, I think Burrow is just slightly above Herbert. Plus, he's played the two extra games, which I still think gives him a little bit of an edge, you know, just being able to be out there a little bit more, but I'm taking Burrow. It wasn't like All right. Herbert was like... I know, it wasn't like he was hurt or anything. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor, you know, got his lung punctured by their team doctor, I believe it was, but... Hey, how about that, man? What a career for Tyrod Taylor. Shout out to Tyrod. I know. It's like the ultimate NFL sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> well... So the defensive rookie of the year, I feel like we're going to hear some different names here. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. different than the two quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeremy Chin from the Panthers. He was a D2 player in the second round who just, man, he's going to be the face of that franchise. He's pretty much the new Luke Keekly of the defense. And I'm pretty sure he's hurt right now, right, Skyler? He didn't play last week. 
Last week was Thursday night, and he did play. No, no, it's Kansas City. City. Oh, oh, Kansas City, you mean? Yeah, I don't think he played. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to take him, but good to know. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I don't have uh, Southern Illinois notifications on my bed. All right. For my defensive rookie of the year, I'm going with the safety from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Antoine Winfield Jr. He's got two sacks, a pick, and a forced fumble so far this year. Very versatile for the Tampa Bay defense. We've seen some great things from that defense so far this year, despite getting killed on Sunday night. It's a bright spot, and he's my defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to have to go Chase Young from The Ohio State University. I think Chase Young, although his stats are looking okay right now. Well, he's been a little banged up. Yeah, he's been a little banged up. That team's been banged up too. But, heck, he's a number two pick. He's going to get a lot of sacks down this, the next stretch of the season. And he should be fine to finish off the season off. I hope so. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm going to agree with Kyle. I'm going to give it to Winfield Jr. Uh, that guy's a difference maker on the field. And a name I think we forgot to throw out there for offensive, even though I think it will go to one of those two quarterbacks, was uh, James Robinson, running back out of Jacksonville. Yeah, so, uh, it's DH and Justin solid Jefferson. Year, solid year, yeah. All of them are good. But uh, quarterbacks are yeah, it's, it's the money quarterback in the NFL, one. So, that will go yeah. to them. Any chance? Yeah, Antoine Winfield's definitely a ball hawk. We even saw last year, too, with the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jacobs, in my opinion, should have won it. He didn't. Kyler Murray won it. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, playing in Jacksonville doesn't help either. It's true. And on a 1-6 team, doesn't help. Or 1-7. <laughs> so, moving on to the Coach of the Year. I'm going to go with Sean McDermott from the Bills. Uh, turning something out of nothing, some would say. You know, Josh Allen had a pretty streaky year last year, and I feel like Sean McDermott bringing in his new coaching staff and changing the scheme, you know, getting the GM to go after a wide receiver one. It's, I think that's all him. And yeah. he's 7-2 he's yeah. right now. He's coach of the year. He had a great team. Skyler, I'm going to pick a coach from the same division. I'm picking Brian Flores as my coach of the year. <laughs> I think he has that team in great position right now. Although the Bills made the playoffs last year, Skyler Huck. <laughs> but, you know, the Bills can finish number one in the... Because, you don't want to know why, Alex? Because he turned a awkward quarterback who couldn't hit a five-yard out into a possible MVP candidate. Fair enough. But Brian Flores probably brought the worst team in the football last year to... And a laughingstock of the NFL to a formidable team this year. Playoff contenders. Playoff yeah, contender. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and that leads me to my coach of the year, someone who hasn't had an under 500 season in 14 years as a coach, the most forgot about coach in the NFL, a top five coach, maybe even top three coach in the NFL, that's Mike Tomlin, he's my coach of the year, his team's undefeated right now, and I feel like most of that credit doesn't go to him, but I think it should. His defense is great, yeah, his wide receivers are great, but he's putting that all into motion, and he's a great coach for that team in Pittsburgh. And he's not really talked about because he doesn't go go to the media enough. and Or he just doesn't have a media presence that much. I don't think he has social media at all. But he's my coach of the year for the 8-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers. And fun fact. Yeah, I, fun fact yeah. real quick. You guys know in all the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, great team, as many Super Bowl Six champions. Coaches. Three coaches. That's not it, though. As many Super Bowl champions as, as they have. They have never been eight and zero before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Man. 
I you know, the thing about Tomlin is he's kind of like Mahomes, and he's expected to be elite, so that's why people kind of leave him off their radar. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, for me, I, I was torn between Tomlin and Flores. I think I'm going to give slight edge to Flores just because of their roster. Uh, Tomlin, I believe, is... I believe Tomlin's a great coach and one of the most underappreciated coaches probably ever. But he does have a better roster than Flores. If you look at the Miami Dolphins roster last year, you know, probably the worst roster in the league coming into the year. And this year, I mean, it was definitely better, but it wasn't that much better. I don't think a lot of people saw them as playoff contenders. They're playing really solid football, especially defensively. Two is doing enough in his first two starts to... Win the ball game, so I'm gonna give it to Flores. The way the way Flores ended the season last year, I thought they're gonna be a pretty decent team this year, but uh, yeah, Brian Flores making them into a playoff contender. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And my comeback player of the year is gonna go to Ben Roethlisberger, coming back from the Tommy John surgery and still slinging. It's amazing. You know, everyone is thinking Alex Smith when they think of comeback player of the year, but yeah, everyone is Skyler. That's hey, why Alex Smith's not a starter though. <laughs> Big Ben, he is now. Skyler, he broke he's his leg. Playing. Yeah, dude couldn't walk. Skyler, he could have lost his leg. This is a football award, like I hey. like you said to me. Hey. It's not the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Hey, it's the comeback player. Dude. Maybe Big I Ben stops jerking into the porn. Yeah. He would have been just fine when he needed Tommy John. Yeah, scared, but uh, it's all him. But uh, Jimmy G should have got it last year, and he, he did. Sure. Tannehill didn't play enough, in my opinion. But you know, that's a different conversation. Different conversation. <laughs> but I, I would go with Alex Smith if I had a vote in this year's awards with comeback player of the year. Yeah, my comeback player of the year was. Miles Garrett, just kidding. It's not Miles Garrett. Uh, Alex Smith is my comeback player of the year. I think it's just awesome to see him back on the field. It is a football award, but when you see someone do what Alex Smith has done and to come back and actually play really good in his last game, it's something great to see. Three turnovers in the fourth quarter. Pretty good game. I'd like to see you go out there and do that after almost losing a leg. Yeah. I almost lost my arm. No, you now you play in baseball. You like <laughs> fractured your arm. On my podcast every day. <laughs> Alex Smith is a comeback player of the year. Period. Yep, I have to agree. Alex Smith, he should just get the, the award for just stepping on the field. Yeah. yeah, I think he's starting. Ron Rivera named the starter. I'm pretty sure for this week. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Rivera wants anything to do with Haskins. He doesn't so. like Haskins at all. No, I'd expect to see a lot of Alex Smith. Let's movie. go. He is in the doghouse, Dwayne Haskins. JD McKissick. <laughs> yeah, pick JD McKissick up in all fantasy leagues. That if not got, already rostered, he's got 40 percent of Alex's Smith's targets over the three weeks Smith has started. Even though McKissick did cause one of Alex Smith's picks, it's okay. Yeah. Pick him up. It's just fantasy, man. All right. Well. The former first-rounder out of UCLA, Zach McKinley, was waived by Atlanta today. Actually, it was yesterday. My bad. But not a lot of production this year, pass rushing, but we've seen some flashes. And I heard the Bears were interested in him. Do you guys hear anything? That sounds like a Jets move to make. Sign Zach McKinley? I mean... We haven't signed an edge rusher in 20 years, so I don't think so. The thing with Zach McKinley, we saw when he... We got drafted. He pulled out a photo of his grandma, went up to uh, Goodell, said, this is who we do it for, man. And he, he don't, said, uh, like, I don't care about the fine or anything. Find me later, man. What, I don't give a shit or something. I forget what he said verbatim. But, yeah, he's on that. And I think everybody was rooting for him. 
And now, or just a couple weeks ago, he's posting tweets about how clownery of a franchise Atlanta Falcons are. He's like, oh, these clowns are trained me, man. It's just a bad move. I, mean, I think he will get picked up just because he's a first-round pick and has potential. But, I mean, it's a bad look for him, and it's a guy that everybody wanted to do, to do to do good, and he just hasn't so far in his NFL career. Oh, another uh, injury that kind of went under the radar because it was at the end of the game, Christian McCaffrey. Looks like a broken collarbone, maybe? No, um, I don't think so. I think he's, that's not good. I think he's questionable for next I think, week. I think he's day-to-day. Yeah, I think he's day-to-day. I, I doubt he plays this week, though. I, I do not think it's a broken collarbone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, well anyways, uh, pick up Mike Davis in fantasy as soon as it's possible. Um, <laughs> one of my friends, Wormy, dropped him right before the game. I told him that was a bad idea before the game. He still did it, and now he's screwed. So yeah. that's, that's my Mike Davis note for you. <laughs> yeah, I, that kind of did fly under the radar for me because I really wasn't watching too much of the – I wasn't watching it super closely because the Raider game just started at that point, so I really didn't know until I heard about the – Heard about it the next day. Mm. But yeah, if Mike Davis got dropped in your fantasy league and you have a chance to go pick him up, go get him, man. Start him next week against yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Panthers, they're calling it day-to-day after injuring his uh, shoulder against Kansas City. But yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Back to some so other comebacks. Let's go. On Sunday, two fan favorite wide receivers, Des Bryant and Antonio Brown, Made their return back to the NFL. Dez with the Ravens, AB with the Bucks. Kyle, you got the stats for me? Uh, we did not see Dez go on the field. I do not think, or at least I don't think he got a target. But Antonio Brown was seemed like he was targeted like over and over again later in the yeah. game. As went as uh, him and Tom Brady were trying to build rapport, just like they did in New England that one week versus Miami. Uh, I think it was week two last year. Antonio Brown received. Five targets for three catches and 31 yards. One of the targets ended up being a pick for Tom. Uh, and Skyler said that these guys are fan favorites. Antonio Brown is a fan favorite by nobody. I feel like a lot of the, uh, I like him. A lot of the league hates him. Yeah. A lot but, of Raider fans hate him. Yeah, a lot of Raider fans hate him. I think all, that's it. All of Pittsburgh fans hate him, obviously. Yeah. I think the only people who like him are Buccaneer fans right now. Yeah. Bills fans don't like him. I can guarantee you that. Bills Mafia is a very big part of the NFL fan base. We cannot read about them. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to see him back on the field. I'm happy to see Dez back. I was definitely happy to see Dez back. Yeah, yeah. but A.B., I mean, hopefully it's pretty – well, hopefully not. But, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I mean, Arians did say he has a very short leash. Yeah, one thing wrong, and he's gone. I think he stays well-behaved this year, at least. Yeah. Well, he also has that court case coming up, too. Whoa. For what? Again, what? Sexual abuse. Oh, jeez. Like that dude's a mess. He's – He's got CTE. I'm not a doctor, but you can di- diagnose it right now for him. He's got CTE. All right. Well, guys, my third mock draft of the year <laughs> is finished. It really? will be up on the website pretty soon. Let's and go, let's I go. got a special treat for the listeners. I'm going to give you my top five picks. I think the other guys will, too. Yeah. yeah. So, number one, I have the Jets taking Trevor Lawrence. No-brainer. If they're picking out one... They're going to take Lawrence. Number two, Jacksonville. I think they would really want Lawrence, but, you know, they already won a game this year. Uh, It's looking like Justin Fields for them. Not a bad second option, but he's obviously not touchdown Jesus. Number three, I have Dallas taking Patrick Sertain second, the corner from Alabama. 
Dallas needs anything they can get to help their defense, and I have them taking the best defensive player left on the board. The Giants at number four need to protect Danny Dimes, their franchise savior. So Penny Sewell, hey, best tackle we've seen in a couple years. Take him. And number five, Washington. We know Riverboat Ron doesn't like Dwayne Haskins, so they got to take a quarterback here. It's going to be Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Yeah, for me, uh, number one, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think we're going to see Trevor Lawrence go to the Jets. Well, he doesn't want to. That's, that's no, not I, no, hold on, hold on. Kyle. <laughs> you know, Eli Manning left the Chargers and LaDainian Tomlinson to go to the dumpster fire and the Giants because it was the New York market. All right, so there's no – if Adam Gase is fired, there's nothing stopping him. Well, all right. Well, the Jets also suck, but that's none of my business. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville, we'll, where they will take a quarterback who has just as many touchdowns as he has incompletions so far this year in Justin Fields. That's right. He has 11 touchdowns and also has 11 incompletions in his first three games this year. Uh, Skinner said he's not a bad second option. In any other draft, I think Justin Fields would be the first option. Unless, yep. well, there's obviously Trevor Lawrence this year, and Trevor Lawrence is a name already. In the NFL, talked about a lot, and so Fields will go two to the Jags. Number three, uh, you're gonna find a rhythm here with this. Uh, me and Skyler are very similar thinkers, I, I guess, at this point in, in our great draft. minds think alike. Sure, uh, but for the Cowboys, they're gonna take another Alabama defensive back this year in Patrick Sertain. Uh, him and Trayvon Diggs will man the corner spot for them for years to come, hopefully. Number four. The Giants are going to go with the tackle again in Penne Sewell. Skyler said one of the best tackle prospects that we've seen in the last couple years. Number five, Washington. I was really confused what Washington is doing with Dwayne Haskins so far. They got him in the doghouse. Riverboat Ron doesn't like him for whatever reason. And I think they're going to go Trey Lance. I think it's a little bit of a risky pick because we haven't seen too much of Trey Lance, but we're also going to see a good amount of him in the combine and pro days and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm going Trey Lance at number five, who's a great quarterback, dual threat. All right, my mock draft, number one, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. We could see Justin Fields take number one. We don't know. I don't think, but so. I don't think so. There's no way. There is no way. There's the way, Skyler. Yeah, I'll give you $500 if he goes number one. If, I'll, I'll if take that deal. Save the clip, dude. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number two, Jacksonville takes Justin Fields out of the Ohio State University. He's having an unbelievable year. He probably won't win Heisman now. He's my Heisman pick for sure. Number three, oh, yeah. I think Dallas continues the tradition of drafting offensive linemen and building the offensive line. Over the last couple of years, you've seen Dallas dominate with offensive line with Zeke and Dak dominating uh, behind the offensive line, I think they take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. And number four, I think the Giants don't pass up on the best defensive player in the draft in Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Although Penn State's having a rough season, I think Micah Parsons will go to the Giants. Number five, I think uh, the football team takes Trey Lance out of North Dakota State University. Although he only played in one game this year, I think. Yeah, they only played one game. Yep. Last year, he put up unbelievable stats, 42 touchdowns, zero picks, and another North Dakota State quarterback going in the top five. 
Yeah, for me, I got, I mean, I think the obvious pick here is Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, 1-2 to the Jets and Jaguars. Then number three, I got the Cowboys taking Micah Parsons. Uh, I like the idea with the offensive line, but I think their defense struggled so mightily this year. They're going to look to add on that side of the ball. I think Sertain would be a good pick here as well, but I think they'll end up going with the uh, the linebacker out of Penn State. Uh, number four, Penesi Wall to the Giants. Uh, just pretty obvious pick if he's still there at the draft them. And number five, I'm going to go Mac Jones to the football oh, team. I think Trey Lance. Yeah, I think Trey Lance. Uh, Boom. It's, there's going to be a little too much uncertainty about him going to the draft. And uh, Rivera's going to want someone that he's seen a little more film on. And I think Mac Jones continues to play very well with Alabama. And he jumps up to number five. Mac Jones. All right. All right. Alabama love. Yeah. Yes, Roll Tide. Yeah. All right. So the NFL actually released a statement today that if any games are canceled due to COVID, they're going to add another playoff spot. Not any any game. Conference. They have to be meaningful games. Meaningful games? So if the Jets don't get to play their last game, so be they will it. not add Jets two more playoff spots. <laughs> Jets playoff team. Right, Scott? They're running the what team. if the Jets are playing... The Bills. Uh, the Bills. Those are already in the playoffs. Play, play the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are a six-win team. That's bold. All right. <laughs> <Not> bold, but, <laughs> uh, like happen. earlier, you know, teams like Vegas and Miami could get helped out a lot with this. Sure. We don't. We don't need help, Skyler. It's okay. Hey, you can take all the help. You, you can, can take a hundred. If there's an extra playoff spot, I think that pretty much guarantees the Raiders. Hit on one of those seven, eight, six seeds. That is what it ends up being. The one seed, no. In the division. Okay. <laughs> All right, and I know we don't talk about basketball a lot on here right now because, you know, football season. It's important. But the drafts in a, a week, Scott. NBA draft rumors. The so drafts on next Wednesday. Um, and there's some rumors about Lamelo Ball that he's a consensus number one. I don't know if I buy that. I think it's some smoke screen. Minnesota's trying to trade the pick. There's a lot of rumors going around right now, Skyler. I I don't know who's going to pick who. I don't even know who's the Warriors going to do. We don't know. We honestly do not know. There's a bunch of different rumors. I don't even think there's a consensus, but we'll see. We'll see next Wednesday. I didn't even know the draft was next week. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, a couple of cheaters were hired in the MLB this week. Alex Cora back to the Red Sox and AJ Hinch to the Tigers. Yeah. I hate these guys. So, Kyle, take it away. Yeah, Alex Cora even said after his signing that he did not expect to be back in the league for a couple of years. Two to three years, he said. And getting that Red Sox job right back is kind of interesting to see. We saw Sam Fold. Uh, Former Oakland Athletic. And former, diabetic. Yeah. Let's former, go, uh, Sam Fold. Tampa Bay Rays. Well, super, Superman Sam. Uh, he was one of the last candidates for the job. They decided going back to their their ex, I guess, in uh, Alex Cora. And the Detroit Tigers. A.J. Hinch is now their manager. Kind of weird to see. Uh, Ron Geidenheimer, uh, their former manager, retired like just in the middle of the year. Or is the end of the year, but still the middle of it. And uh, because of some health conditions and stuff, I don't know if it's because of COVID, but he's gone. Maybe AJ because Hinch their is, team sucks. Yeah, AJ Hinch is in, and 
yeah, it's a new start for Detroit. There's a lot of work to do. If they become a lot of work, if they become a playoff team next year, we know why. They put the cameras back up. Yeah, check for trash yeah. cans. So that ends halftime, and that leads us into the third quarter, the second half, whatever you want to call it. We're going to start it off with the Indianapolis Colts. They played the Baltimore Ravens this last week at home in Lucas Oil Stadium. Ended up losing 24-10, to 10, I believe the final score was. Philip Rivers didn't look great. Marcus Peters had a very questionable pick uh, where it looked like he didn't even catch the ball, but... After review, even, they still said that he caught the ball and it was a pick. The Ravens uh, started off slow and scoring seven points in the first half. And not only that those seven points were from their defense, but this Indianapolis Colts team is our headline for this game. Can the Colts beat a good football team? We all know they got a great defense, but Rivers is not the answer. He's not terrible decision for a bridge quarterback, in my opinion. He's done for. Even Jonathan Taylor, the rookie running back, was looking promising, and he's laying the ball on the ground every game now. And Skyler, Skyler, they're not splitting good. carries with Wilkins and Hines, too. Or yeah. All game involved. I'm going to say Colts have an excellent defense, but Rivers is not the guy to get them over the hump and beat some good teams down the stretch. They got a really key, key game coming up this Thursday night against Tennessee. If they win that one... Heck, my perspective might change. But as of right now, I'm going to say no. Colts cannot. Well, if they win that game, they'll be a wildcard team for sure. I got a question for you I just don't think they're going anywhere. I got a question. Would you guys rather have Brissett than Rivers? No. Yes. Depends how much you're paying them. Right now, if you if you if you going into this game versus Tennessee, both are ready to play. Who are you playing? I start Brissett. I would start Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, I'd Veteran Rivers. presence. Uh, this Indianapolis Colts team. Uh, I've kind of bashed on them before. I uh, didn't credit any of their wins so far in the in this season. Uh, they beat the Vikings. They beat the Jets. They beat the Bears. They beat the Bengals. They beat the Lions. You might say, oh, well, you talked about the Vikings being a possible playoff team. They were in a playoff team week two, I'll tell you that. The Bears are not a playoff team, in my opinion. And the other two teams that they beat are not the greatest. I'll go through the rest of their schedule for you right now. The Indianapolis Colts play the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night. That's a loss. Packers, loss. Titans, loss. Texans, win. Raiders, loss. Texans, win. Steelers, loss. Jags, win. That gives them an 8-8. Eight and, eight. and right now, in the AFC race right now, you ought to be better than 8-8 eight eight to get in. I think 9-7 uh, or 10-6 will get the job done, but 8-8 eight eight most definitely will not with the Browns, the Raiders, the Dolphins, and two of those teams we'll talk about next. So the first team that we're going to... Nail on the cover, that one counts. (laughs) The first team that we're going to talk about out of those three teams is the Las Vegas Raiders. They had a very close game in LA versus SoFi. Or not versus SoFi, versus the Chargers. (laughs) In SoFi, though, the Raiders' second home. Their vacation home. If you want to call it that, uh, they went up, or they were. Let's see. So they went up fourteen to seven, then they went down seventeen to fourteen at half, came back with twenty-eight to seventeen, and then only got a field goal in the, in the fourth quarter, and only won by a few inches with the tipped pass by Isaiah Johnson. I think this football team is a playoff contender, and or not a playoff contender, playoff team. Uh, I'm not trying to be biased, but I really think their schedule opens up for them. 
Broncos win, Chiefs loss, Falcons win, Jets win, Colts win, Chargers win, Dolphins possible loss. Broncos never count win. out the Jets. You say what? Would you say about Atlanta, Kyle? I'd say win. I'd say this is eleven five yeah. team. Eleven five ten six. That's what I have us going. But yeah, I say hell yeah, we're making the playoffs. I think we're getting healthy yeah. at the right time right now, and I believe we're, once we all come back, our old lines come back. One of the best old lines in the league. When we, once we get incognito. Miller back, Trent Brown back. Uh, it's it's gonna be like Colin Cowherd said. We could be any team in the NFL right now, and I believe that statement. Our offense is just that good. I don't know about all that, but they're gonna be in the playoffs. They're winning the games they should win. Secondary's playing a bit better. That's good to see. We do get Damon Arnett back, so first round corner. Yeah, and perhaps the emergence of Isaiah Johnson as well. Big play, Zay. And hey, I gave him a B plus draft grade. And the teams we beat in are actually pretty good. We've beaten the Saints, we've beaten the Chiefs. Yeah. But yeah. Another team has beaten the Chiefs in the last calendar year. <laughs> but yeah. I think yeah, we have wait, a really Chiefs. good chance. If we don't choke like last year, but it's okay. That's true. I think this team this year. I think this team gets it better. done. We make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh we're gonna talk about one of the other two teams in those three. And this is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is we're talking about if they are a playoff team. Personally, I do think they are the playoff team that also makes it in the AFC. I think the Dolphins get the seven seed, the Raiders get the six seed. Dolphins have a pretty easy schedule. Looking yes, at it, very the easy way. schedule. I do still think that they'll lose a couple bad games in there, uh, just because of inexperience from the offense. Uh, Two is very young, and rookies tend to make mistakes on the road. We've seen some questionable mistakes from Burrow and Herbert, and past tendencies are a great way to tell future results. Yeah. And so I do think Miami sneaks in, but just as a seven seed. Scott, I'm taking Indy over Miami for the seven seed. I think Miami's offense is a little too banged up, and you can't rely on the defense scoring all the points. You know, obviously, it's been wait, great. Wait, 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 wait. Do you say relying on the defense to score all the points? How do the Not Colts get their the points? points? Who score points? How do the, how do the the Colts score points? They don't. <laughs> but Skyler, you're right. Tua went in, Tua went into the desert and uh, Tua went into the desert and put up 31. Actually, your defense put up seven of those points, but they put up 27 as an offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a game against a spread offense like that is going to be high scoring. Okay. I feel like you're just, just a hater. You know, plays a different style of football. Yeah, you're, you're just a division hater, bro. A better team. I don't think they're a better team, but I think they're going to get the seven seed because they're going to beat Tennessee at least once. Okay, I say, heck yeah, <laughs> the Dolphins are a playoff team. Tua elevates their offense in a different way. Fitzpatrick couldn't do, but their defense is solid. One of the best defenses in the league, and they are banged up. But hey, I was right about. A potential Herbert into a matchup down the road. True. Game had yeah. to get moved, though. Yeah, had to get moved, but... Herbert Tua this week. I think Miami gets in. They're a solid team. Brian Flores. It's a big game for both quarterbacks. Those are, these two, or also Burrow as well, these three guys are going to be compared for years to come. Back-to-back picks. Maybe yeah. uh, Jordan Love will get in the conversation yeah. one of these years, but obviously not right now. Uh... Just as like first round quarterbacks, and yeah, not, just as not as, like, I don't think we see him for caliber. Yeah, we don't see Joe. 
Hey, as long as he's in Green Bay, we didn't see like, A Rod for a couple years. I don't, I'm not saying he won't be good, but I'm saying I think it will take a couple years for him yeah. to get consistent playing time. As long as he's in Green Bay, yeah, but definitely a big game this weekend. Something to watch for than those two rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, and maybe someone even took them as their best game of the week. I have no idea who that was, but <laughs> let's continue on to our layups. <laughs> let's go to our layups. Uh, last week. I picked the Raiders plus one and a half versus the Chargers. Even if that touchdown was caught, they still would have covered for that. Uh, Skyler picked the Saints plus five and a half. That covered quite easily, I'd say. Yes, sir. And Alex. Hey, I was one Jake Ludden miraculous touchdown away. He got it wrong. Per usual. He made a great play. That's awesome. new here. Yeah, he had Houston minus seven versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. That game ended up being a two-point game. And that takes us into this week. I don't believe in the Colts at all. I've said it multiple times on this show, shows prior, and my lip this week is Titans minus one and a half versus the Colts on Thursday night. I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over that offense or that defense, even them being good still. Ryan Tannehill is going to play well. AJ Brown's going to go off. Big victory for the Titans on Thursday night. Yeah, and I got the Miami Hurricanes, ninth in the nation, plus two and a half at Virginia Tech. Obviously, last week they almost lost to NC State, but Virginia Tech's defense is awful. They gave up, what, 38 points to Liberty? Yeah. So I think Miami should be fine outscoring them. Yeah, Sky, I think, I think Miami's going to roll them this week. But my another college football game I picked for my layup is Indiana heading into East Lansing. Minus eight. Minus eight. I think Indiana's going to keep going. Rolling the hot streak right now. They're going to take down Brocky Lombardi. And they're going to keep... <laughs> Rocky. Brock Lombardi, sorry. Rocky had a tough game versus... Uh, yeah, they got smoked by Iowa. That was pretty they bad. Had a, they had a rough one over the weekend, for sure. But yeah, I think uh, I was wrong about Indiana. They're going to... I think going to kick some butt this week. Yeah. That leads us to our two-minute drill slash the closer where we talk about our bowl prediction and our best game for the upcoming week. My bowl prediction last week was the Jets being the Patriots. It almost happened. It didn't happen. I know. But uh, the Jets failed me, just like they fail Skyler every year. Uh, Skyler chose Indianapolis over Baltimore. That obviously didn't happen. And Alex, I don't know how you're doing this, man. You get your layup wrong, but you get your bowl <laughs> prediction right. Hey, that'd be bold, Miami, went in- <laughs> Miami went into Arizona and took down... The Cardinals, that great offense that they have over there. Zane Gonzalez missed a, a kick, not left, not right, <laughs> but short. That offense, but short. Yards. short. It's something rare to see, especially in conditions like uh, like Arizona. I think they have one of the highest like elevations or something like that. I yeah, heard that. No, no. They have like oh, a very they have a very carries. kicker yeah. friendly spot there and Zane Gonzalez couldn't even get it forty nine <laughs> yards downfield. I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Kyler Murray after the game when he was asked about it, but his reaction to it is pretty hilarious. We've so, missed yeah. we've, out. we've seen Zane Gonzalez miss a key field goal yeah, through the season. Yeah. Alright, Skyler, what is your bold prediction for the week? My role prediction is the Minnesota Timberwolves will trade the number one pick on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Like we said, there's a lot of talk about LaMelo Ball. I don't think they like him. I think they're going to try their hardest to get out of that number one pick. Uh, I don't see LaMelo as a fit there, but could be just me. All right, Kyle? Yeah, my bold prediction, 
I kind of went against it a little bit early in the show, but I also didn't really like too many of the bold predictions this week. But I didn't my, my favorite one is Carolina beating Tampa Bay. I don't know how how what the odds are for that to happen, but Carolina... They're a solid team. Perhaps no Christian McCaffrey this week will take down Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so my bold prediction for the week, I have... Deshaun Watson in the two and six tight Tex- Texans. There we go. Heading into Cleveland, I think they're going to beat Baker Mayfield this week, and I think they're going to cover spread too. But that's not my layup. <laughs> but yeah, and that leads us to our final segment of the show, where we talk about our best game. Mine is the Bills at Arizona. I think it's it's going to be fun to watch just because Arizona's in it. Well. Every game that Arizona plays is going to be fun to watch because Kyler's just so electric. Their offense is so fun to watch. And then you look at the Bills, and they have a guy like that too in Josh Allen who's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. They have great guys in uh, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and some good playmakers at the running back position as well. This is my game of the week. Yeah. My game of the week is going to be Arkansas at number 6, Florida. Felipe Franks, Arkansas quarterback, gets his revenge game against the team he transferred <laughs> from. Uh, he yeah, 40. he's probably going to get destroyed, Skyler. He's going to be slaying the ball. All right, fair enough. I Two. mean, he could lose by one of He's going to have 300 passing yards for sure. Fair enough. Okay, so my best game I'm looking for this week is the rookie matchup that's happening in Florida. Justin Herbert's heading into Miami. Miami Chargers that's versus Miami. Florida, Skyler. Miami is Florida. Florida is a pretty big place. In Miami. Or in... God, dang. Florida. Continue. Miami is in yeah. Florida. Period. This is a- I just want to see Herbert versus Tua's week. It's going to be a great matchup. Could be a shootout. I don't know. But we'll see who wins. Huh? I'm excited. And, yeah, that's our last segment of the show today. This has been episode 9. Peace, everyone. Of the Going the Distance podcast <laughs> presented to you by Immaculate Sports. Again, Twitter at Immaculate Sports, Instagram at Immaculate Sports. Follow YouTube, it up. At Immaculate Sports. Check out mock drafts at ImmaculateSports.com. That's true. Thanks for everybody yes, listening. We will Pray for you. my COVID test. Hopefully, yeah. I'm that's true. Next week. Hopefully, we get together in the lab next week. Yes, sir. Catch us back next Tuesday for episode 10. Peace out. <laughs>